0: podcast where we explore good things in Everett Washington my name is Garrett hunt and I'm Tyler Chisholm and I'm producer Henry J thanks so much for joining us on episode number 84 which is brought to you by milltown credit union check out their super youth savings account which offers 5% over the current dividend rate on the first $750 with the rate being 5.35 APY you can learn more at milltowncu.org or visit them at
1: 3201broadway Okay, so on this week's show, we're going to be highlighting some events from our weekly goodness newsletter. Um, We're going to talk about things we're thankful for um, on this week's Life in Everett segment. Henry sat down with Sarah Boyle from the Casino Road Initiative, so we'll listen to that interview, and then we'll uh, wrap things up by reading some Instagram questions and Port of Everett trivia, which I'll probably lose again. Is that everything? Did I get it all? Yeah, you got it all. Awesome. Awesome.
0: let's take a look at some events happening around Everett from the Weekly Goodness, a weekly email newsletter we send out every single Monday. So uh, Tyler, do you want to kick us off with your event pick of the week?
1: Sure. Uh, Small Business Saturday, the annual downtown shopping extravaganza in beautiful downtown Everett, Washington. A bunch of local retailers are um, setting up promotions and sales. And so that will be this coming Saturday. Um, and I look forward to it every year. It's like a great way to patronize
0: local small businesses and see friends out and about in the neighborhood. Cool. Yeah. And we're hoping to put out a list, um, this week, which will probably already be out by the time this podcast comes out with, uh, some of the different businesses that, uh, are participating and, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll, uh, try and get some news on the blog to help share more about what's going on this Saturday.
2: For sure. And uh, yeah, speaking of a small business Saturday, there's also going to be an Everett Makers Market pop up uh, on small business Saturday at Black Lab Gallery. I'm really excited for that. I'm going to be there. Uh, my sister's coming from out of town. Take her there. I think that'll be a, a good way to show, uh, you know, family from out of town what's what's happening here in beautiful downtown Everett, Washington. So I'm excited for that. Uh, what do you want to Garrett? this week.
0: So starting this week is the planetarium at the Everett mall. They're setting up a 360 degree uh, movie theater screen where they'll be playing different types of space movies. Um, Don't know a lot about it beyond that. Uh, It goes, so it, it kicks off, I believe it's this Friday, and then it goes for a few months. It's through January, it looks like. Um, that they'll be having diff- different showings there. Um, let's see, sorry, I should have had my, my details more. I'm really hoping that there's
1: a. Uh like they start doing laser shows. Yeah, totally. I was going to ask where's the closest recreational cannabis shop Right. to this place.
0: let
2: go there right? and
0: go see laser Floyd. Yeah. So, uh, I know Christopher Bragg is planning to go on, uh, opening day and he's going to do an article about it. So we'll have more on the blog soon to, uh, share more. And, uh, We'll see if it's cool or not. I might be lame. I don't know.
2: We're going to have to get Christopher Bragg something nice because he's going to go on Black Friday to the mall to go to the planetarium. Yeah,
0: he, he's a brave man. He
1: well, is. let's face it. It's the Everett Mall. There'll be like 80 people there. Oh, <laughs> sad. <laughs> oh, no. Get well gonna, soon, Everett Mall. I'm going to get hate mail for that one. <laughs> you know, I'm just joking. I love the Everett Mall.
2: Hey, there's a Foot Locker in there. You know,
1: It's not all bad. And a Zoomies and an Orange Julius and an Old Navy and a Buffalo Wild Wings, which we've never been there, but lots of people like it.
2: Yeah, lots of people do like <laughs> Buffalo Wild Wings. I don't really know why. <laughs> well, um, that's what we picked out this week. For more, now I'm going to get hate mail from the Buffalo Wild Wings <laughs> Consortium. Uh, for more details and to get the weekly goodness sent directly to your inbox every Monday, just go to slash subscribe.
0: What's happening in your Everett life this week? On this week's Life in Everett, since it's Thanksgiving this week, we're going to share about things in Everett we are thankful for. And uh, I probably should have actually paused before going into this segment because, um, yeah, I don't know. Do you guys know off the top of your head oh, what, uh, I know, yeah. what you're thankful for? Okay, Henry, what you got?
2: Uh, I'm thankful that I'm back here in Everett. I moved back this year. So I'm, that's what I'm thankful for that uh, Everett's been. Uh, You know, I, I moved away. I lived here like 10 years ago now and I moved away, went to college. Now I'm back. And that's what I'm thankful for is that I get to live here again.
0: That's awesome. Welcome back. Thank you. Good to have you.
2: Yeah, it's nice. (laughs) (laughs) My commute is much better.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Well, that's actually what I thought of was like one of the things that I'm most thankful for in Everett is just the proximity of everything. Being so close together, I feel like it gives me such a higher quality of life where I spend almost knock on wood, zero time in traffic. Uh, cause almost everything I do is just right here in Everett, nice and close. And it also just from, uh, like a relational standpoint, like I feel like I have so much, uh, richer relationships with people in the community cause I see them more often kind of doing life, uh, in close proximity. And, uh, yeah, that's just, you know, growing up in more of a rural area, that's something I've always been really thankful for getting to live in Everett, have that close proximity. I really love it. How about you, Tyler? Yeah, I'm with you. I mean, I
1: feel like the, my default or what I want to say that I'm thankful for is just kind of Everett in general and, and like giving me a life. Like, I feel like really, like I live a really charmed life. You know, I don't, like you said, I don't really have a commute I live close to all my best friends. I get to do really fun stuff. I have a cool job. I feel like my life is set up in a really delightful way, and it wouldn't really be. I mean, I don't know this for sure, but I feel like Everett has contributed a lot to that from, like, opportunities and people that I've met and affordability. Um, I mean, it's amazing how close we all live to the water, yet how how affordable it is to, to live in Everett. I feel like you know, we live good lives. The other thing I want to say, and this is going to sound like a canned answer, but it's super true is like public safety in Everett. I feel like we have, we have really good public safety and it wasn't, it was a few months ago when we had, um, some guy, you know, our office is in downtown Everett and we had some guy who was laying down on the sidewalk in the middle of our parking lot. Like maybe he had taken too much of something and we called 911 and the EMT showed up in like, you know, just a couple of minutes and I was thinking, man, what a job that is to have that, to go on these calls all the time. So I just want to, uh, just be mindful and thankful to all those men and women who serve in public safety.
0: Definitely. Yeah, for sure. Lots to be thankful for. Do you guys have, uh, any big plans for Turkey day? Eating.
1: Yeah. Eating and napping <laughs> and then eating some more and uh hanging out with family
2: oh thanks you know what i've been trying to track down and i put this on facebook and thank you tyler for responding to my to my question on facebook but i'm going to put this out to the to the live and podcast audience i'm looking for the miller high life is coming out in a champagne bottle and i really want to get it for thanksgiving and i cannot find it anywhere and I really really want it
1: I thought when you asked that you were asking just where do you get bottles of High Life no no no
2: no. I'm looking for the champagne like it's just for the holidays
1: Yeah. oh I didn't know that no I gave you the wrong answer then yeah that's awesome I have no idea.
2: Yeah, so I'm looking for it. So if anybody knows where I can find it, I I don't know where to go. I've been to a bunch of grocery stores already because my father loves Miller High Life. And I really want that like in the center of our table (laughs) at Thanksgiving. (laughs) This like ridiculous bottle of cheap beer that looks all gussied up.
1: What's your guys' favorite um, Thanksgiving dish of all the
0: stuff? Oh, man. Hmm. I, I do like stuffing. And I feel like I'm allowed to start drinking eggnog after Thanksgiving, too. <laughs> and
1: I do enjoy eggnog.
2: Eggnog's been out since, like, October, since, like, before Halloween. Has I mean, never, yeah. I've I never really gotten into eggnog. Me either. But I think it's, like, the
1: name
0: that grosses me out, but I think it's pretty delicious, right? I'm y- not into it. You can cut it with a lot of stuff, too, you know, because it's, it's, like, like, like so thick. Like, <laughs> like, <booze>. like cocaine, <laughs> coffee. I haven't tried cocaine baking yet, soda, but maybe... Uh, <laughs> It's, it's pretty tasty. I don't know. What's your favorite, Tyler?
1: I think sweet potatoes. But I think it's like the sweet potatoes mixed with the stuffing, mixed with the gravy. I think it's just the the hash of all the Thanksgiving stuff. But I think it's really sweet potatoes.
2: Okay, I, okay. Have to, I have to go with stuffing as well because it's a rarity. I never yeah. I have stuffing like once a year. Exactly. You know, it's only on Thanksgiving. And I don't know why. Cause yeah, can wh- buy a box for, of it all the, the time, <laughs> but you don't. You yeah. Know? Why like, don't we eat more stuffing? That is a great question. Why don't we eat more turkey outside of Thanksgiving, instead of like on a sandwich? Like, why don't we have turkey dinner more often? We you know,
1: don't. People don't. Actually, the the thing I love the most about Thanksgiving is the post-Thanksgiving sandwiches that you can make of all the stuff you put the turkey on there and the cranberry and the stuffing and the sweet potatoes and two pieces of white bread and that's the best part the leftovers are. i'm thankful for the post thanksgiving sandwich
0: well hey what's your take we'd love to hear from you what are you thankful for in everett let us know you can leave us a voicemail at 425-341-3731 and speaking of engaging with us, uh, we actually had a handful of people ask some questions on Instagram this morning and we thought it'd be fun to, uh,
2: go over a few of those. Yeah, for sure. So Tyler posted this, which I thought was brilliant on Instagram. You know, what did you say? You said, we're about to record the living ever podcast, ask us something. We might answer it on the pod and we got some questions. So here we go. Um, this is from Julia Grace Sanders on Instagram when will mj's cafe on 23rd open
0: i wish i knew i saw their sign up the the other day so this is right next to welch's market at 23rd and colby and uh it was funny i was driving by at night and the sign is so bright like i saw it from blocks away and i was like whoa what is that and um i looked at their instagram and i think it still just said like coming soon but um, yeah, I, I'm not sure we need to look into that more.
2: Right. But, uh, that chicken place, which is over by the, uh, event center is going to be opening hopefully this month. Is I know. What they I'm said. really excited for that. It looks like they're really close.
1: Do you guys know what MJ's cafe? Have you gotten any impression on what they're going to serve or what, what it's going to be?
0: <sighs> I'm rusty. It's been a couple of weeks since I looked at their, their Instagram. I can't remember. Um,
1: American
2: I'm look food. it up real quick. American
1: Cuisine MJ's that is uh, I don't know but Julia um, we will you'll be the first to know you won't actually be the first to know probably but we'll let you know as soon as we know (laughs) we'll probably do a live and ever TV there I'm sure
2: I'm sure Um, so while Garrett's looking that up see what kind of cuisine Uh, this is from malls with a lot of L's and an underscore Uh, what is the best thing to come out of the new Painfield expansion And what is the worst? I guess this is like in our own opinion.
1: Yeah, I think the best thing to come out of the commercial air service to Painfield is just the ability for us to, as Everdites, to be able to just pop over there and fly to places like Las Vegas and San Francisco. Let's see, they just opened up... um, Tickets um, for the first flight out of Payne Field that will be going to Las Vegas and a one-way ticket was 140 bucks, which I thought was pretty cool, pretty good deal. If you want to go to Vegas for the weekend, yeah, for real, <laughs> you can fly there for uh, relatively inexpensive. Also, from what I know, the terminal itself is beautiful. It's like a Northwest lodge vibe in there, and they've put a ton of work into designing it. So I think it's going to be like a really good um, experience. As far as the worst thing, I don't know. I guess the
0: noise, right? Yeah, That's I know I saw complaints. I saw someone comment somewhere, yeah, that lives over by there and they said something along the lines of ages ago they were promised like when they bought the house that a commercial airport would never come to that area and you know, now they're pretty concerned that it's actually happening and and they're they're worried about all all the extra noise which I, I understand. I mean, if I lived right there, I'd be, I'd be pretty bummed. And that obviously um, I'm assuming will affect home values. And so I think for a handful of people that live right there might be kind of bummed.
1: Yeah. It's interesting. I feel like living next, the areas next to airports for some reason always have like um certain feel about them. You know, they tend to feel like maybe a higher crime rate or lower home values, but I don't see that. I mean, in Everett, and you know, it's like, granted, I don't live right by the airport, but I feel like, isn't there already a lot of flights that go out of Paynefield from Boeing and all that? So it's, I guess it's what what is it? There's going to be an additional 28 takeoffs and landings a day, right?
2: right. I think yeah. that's. Which the I thing guess is, like,
1: is significant,
2: you know, right? Like keeping that on. I will say, if there's a silver lining, uh, having grown up in Marysville. With the train all the time, you just tune it out after a while and you don't even hear it. So Yeah,
0: that's a good point because the train is like a block and a half from my house. And uh, the only time I really become conscious of it is sometimes the train cars knock together and I can feel my house vibrate. And I'm like, right. whoa. But for the most part, like, it's just like white noise you know it's there a lot of the time but i don't even think about it anymore and right it's still
2: sure. it still sucks and it's not something that you really want to deal with but
0: so mj's cafe i'm seeing bubble tea and crepes Ooh, in some of their instagram wow. photos it was hard to find their instagram because it's mj cafe 90 um is is the name of, of the handle it's when, it's when they were born interesting um, yeah
2: <laughs> i yeah. think
0: it's bubble tea it's got like the little tapioca uh, balls it's like, got the boba yeah
1: does it have a giant straw
0: um no they actually have lids on them in the pictures they just have a few pictures on their instagram and it just says coming soon
1: well and, stay tuned uh, for that i like this question that we got from michael longoria asking who's your favorite everett skateboarder i'm gonna turn that one over to you garrett
0: Yeah. Mike Longoria. I've, I've known him for, for ages, almost as long as I've been skateboarding, which is over 20 years. And, uh, there's a lot of great skateboarders, uh, in Everett and that have come out of Everett. I would say if I had to pick one favorite would probably be Josh Jones, uh, not the local photographer that a lot of you probably know. Uh, but he has been, uh, skating in Everett forever. Used to ride for manic skateboards out of, uh, Seattle and grew up watching him and I grew up going to the skate park on Casino Road. That was one of the only parks around and he was a little bit older than me and like one of those really good guys we looked up to as a kid and and I got to know him a little bit better when I was growing up. And he uh he repped Everett so hard he would write like four two five on the side of his shoes and stuff. And he was probably one of the first people I met who was like just all about Everett. <laughs> That's awesome. Very good skateboarder.
2: Well, speaking of Josh Jones, not the skateboarder. The other Josh. The other Josh Jones asked a question. Uh, You can follow him at...
0: What a coincidence.
1: I know,
2: right? At artofjosh.gallery. What event that doesn't currently exist here would you want to happen in Everett? Which I think is a great question. What do we not have? We have a lot. Well, we don't have a lot (laughs) of things.
0: Tyler and I are both looking at each other because we've been talking about some (laughs) event
1: planning for 2019. Okay. I was going to say food truck uh, festival.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Do we talk about this yet?
1: No, I don't think we talk about it yet. I,
2: I don't even know about this. Yeah. We're we're trying to
1: figure out if we're going to bring back food truck festival or what we're going to do with our event side of the biz. I personally, I would love a classic motorcycle meetup like back, uh, backfire moto in Seattle. I've got a classic BMW Mm -hmm. motorcycle and I wish I had more people to kind of like geek out with. Um, they have like a in seattle backfire Motors like a monthly event um and it's just a meetup of people who like vintage motorcycles
0: and hopefully i don't shoot myself on the foot with this because yeah as we're planning events for next year this is something we talked about i don't know if we'll do it or not but i think some type of uh, like scavenger hunt or like the everett amazing race um something where you go out and do like different challenges like around the city Um, with like a team would just be like a really fun
2: event. I would love to see more. And I know that we have Fisherman's Village, which is cool. And very, very, like as a local musician, it's always really fun to play Fisherman's Village. But and now there's like the coyote, Wild Coyote Festival. But I'd love to see some sort of like what uh, what I played with with uh, Bad Optics in Missoula, Montana. It was like a psych fest. So there was like art and like Psychedelic music and punk music, like kind of like an alternative version of Fisherman's Village, would be a lot of fun. I mean, this is like a great music scene in Seattle that you could just pull from, and maybe bring more underground artists to Everett and just have it be straight about the arts, visual, written, uh, and and audio. I think would be a lot of fun. But those were excellent questions. Yeah, that was very cool. Thank you, everybody.
0: Yeah, thanks so much.
2: So I sat down with Sarah Boyle from the Casino Road Initiative, and they're doing some fantastic stuff on Casino Road, trying to change the narrative of Casino Road. It's a pretty bad rap, but um, it's not as, I guess, scary as you think it is. And uh, yeah, Sarah said some amazing stuff. So we'll take a listen to that right now. I'm the Casino Road Initiative. You're the coordinator. Yep. And we're sitting in your office right now on Casino Road. Yes. So um, I guess my first question is, uh, tell me tell me about the Casino Road Initiative for people who may not know.
3: Okay. So um, a few years ago, the Community Foundation of Snohomish County, uh, they're a, a grant maker here in Snohomish County. Um, They were approached by a local funder that wanted to fund something in Snohomish County in a really different way than they've done before. So traditionally, funding is like you choose a program, right? It's a feeding program, maybe, or a a food bank, right? You fund a food bank and a story, that's it. Mm -hmm. So this opportunity was a little bit different in that this funder wanted to fund a collaborative of organizations that were actually working together towards common goals, So instead of just forming one program, you're actually funding like an entire group of people coming together to work together on on similar issues. Um, So fast forward a couple of years, we put together um, the beginnings of this collaborative with um, 16 different representatives from local businesses, um, community colleges, school districts, other nonprofits, community members. So it's kind of like across the board, different people. Um, and the goal was to really think about how do we support families here in Casino Road? Um, you know, Casino Road has its rap, right? People hear Casino Road and they tend to think really negative things. Um, but for those of us that work here, we know it's a lot of families that are really just trying to build a better life for their children. That was going to be
2: my next question is like, what? what is it like on Casino Road right now?
3: Yeah, so, you know... <laughs> There's definitely it definitely has its problems. We have some of the highest poverty rates in all of Snohomish County. Um, it's like the highest density living all of Snohomish County. It's extremely diverse and it's just getting more diverse as the years goes years go by. Um, but as you're walking down the road, you're most likely to encounter a mom with her baby in a stroller walking down the sidewalk. Um, you walk into one of the English as Second Language classes you have here, and it's almost all young moms with our children next door in childcare. And most of them are coming from Casino Road. Um, So there are issues, you know, we do have, there are some gangs that are here. Um, There is some violence that's here. There is a lot of poverty, but when you actually get down to the people that live here are just really good people that are trying to build better lives for themselves.
2: Talk to me a little bit more about, like, the the programs here, what you offer. Okay. What the initiative offers.
3: Yeah, so we're currently sitting in Children's Village, um, and it's four buildings on Casino Road that have a long history of offering different programs uh, to the community, um, and... Up until now, it's been a lot of um, English classes. Um, you can do your GED in Spanish. We have a ECAP preschool that's opening up a week from, or actually like four days from today. Uh, we have Child here that works with um, families with young children that have developmental delays. So lots of nonprofits that have been offering services here. And we're trying to take that to the next level of actually making this a true community center. So moving out a lot of those administrative offices type of thing and really making this a space that belongs to the community. Um, so that means having more just like open spaces for recreation and people like, co- uh, you know, sitting down and, and having a coffee and reading a book somewhere but also space for more programming. Um, So around uh, health and wellness, um, more education classes, more opportunities for youth after school, because we know that's a huge barrier for families that are working. They have nowhere for their kids to go that's safe after school. So we're in the process now of trying to do some capital fundraising to remodel the space. Um, We actually already have a bunch of money to do programs here, we just need the space to do it. So lots on the horizon, really exciting, um, but still working towards that capital fundraising goal.
2: Do you have some success stories at all?
3: Oh, my gosh, yes, so many. So because a lot of our programming has really been focused um, uh, with these ESL and GED classes, which are brought by Everett Community College, Goodwill, and um, the YMCA, um, we've had a couple of students that have started in some of the lower-level ESL classes. They work their way up to higher levels. Um, One woman, her name is Ricarda, um, she went to do her GED, Graduated from that, went to Everett Community College, did her cosmetology degree, graduated from that, and is now opening up her own salon. So it was just so cool watching that journey of starting, you know, someone living in the area, didn't really know English, wasn't super connected, and now she's a small business owner with a degree.
2: So the, that's incredible. The ESL... GED program mm-hmm. is taught here in yes. this building? Yes. Uh, okay, okay cool. Yep, so
3: it's on-site here. Um, child care is literally right next door. It's free. A lot of our students just walk from their apartment buildings to classes here. Um, so it's really local, kind of grassroots feel.
2: It's fantastic. Yeah. Um, do Because I'm kind of wondering, like, coming from you know, I, I got my GED uh, a couple of years ago, and it was kind of tough to find out where to go, what to do, you know, colleges you have to jump through a lot of hoops and things like that you offer um, like a little bit of help with with that as well I'm guessing
3: yeah that's a huge part of what we do Um, so as you said accessing some of those resources in the best of situations can be really difficult, right? right? Like
2: English as a first language. Yeah. Like I, tough. Grew, I
3: grew up just down the road from here. Like I speak English. I came from the best of circumstances and I still remember how difficult it was like filling out financial aid forms right, and right. like figuring out where to go and who to talk to. Um, so in our partnerships with um, Everett community college and some other organizations, um, we actually have folks that just come here um, to meet with students from the college, Um, to do planning for next steps. So even like three hours ago, there was someone sitting at my desk where we're at right now, um, meeting with students uh, from the GED class to talk to them about how to enroll in school, um, help for their children, getting them enrolled in school. Um, So we make sure to partner with other organizations to make sure like that pathway, like every step there's someone there to help students get to the next step.
2: Maybe speak on like the the childcare portion. I'm guessing that's a, big, that's a big thing for a lot of families here.
3: Yeah, the childcare is a crucial part of the um, ESL classes for sure just because um, so many people here don't have access to, to childcare. Um, and when you bring in other issues such as like immigration status and that sort of thing, it makes accessing those resources even more difficult. Um, so something just as simple as providing four hours of free childcare a week could make can be the make it or break it for uh, someone that really wants to pursue their dreams. Um, So we work with the YMCA in that, um, and in our partnership with United Way also, um, we're putting a lot of extra resources into making sure the early childhood uh, component of what we're doing is really strong. So that's something we're doing right now is seeing how can we actually strengthen our early learning program and provide more opportunities to families with young children um, to support their young children. Um, There's a lot of research out there that says how important it is to support kids from those ages of zero to eight years old because so much brain development is happening at that time. So a really big emphasis for us um, is really working in that early learning part. Um, We have a lot of resources available for adults right now, um, but we're kind of stepping back and saying, what are we really doing for our young children in Casino Road?
2: Well, the children are the future, right?
3: They are. They're the present and the future. Yes.
2: (laughs) Um, That's a free service or a reduced cost service
3: the free child the child care with the classes it, it, is totally free yes right, we also right. have an uh, ecap program opening up in a few days that is uh, free to low-income families as well okay. so and there's lots of spots available in this ecap program so you know anyone that's local the child four years old or un- four years old or younger lots of spots available
2: very cool so um what are the long-term goals for the initiative
3: so we have a lot of them so i'd say our kind of biggest goals that we're really looking at is. Um, We do want to increase the direct services and supports and resources for families here in Casino Road. One of our biggest goals is really around community engagement. Um, Like we were talking about earlier, Casino Road kind of has this narrative around it, right? right? Um, And what we really want to do is change that narrative so that families that live here kind of have a sense of community. Um, They know their neighbors. They know they're connected. They know where to go if they need something, so it's really creating what is currently kind of this disconnected geographical place where people happen to live next to one another to really being a f- true community. Mm-hmm. Um, where people say like, yeah, I live in Casino Road and they say with you know, pride, instead of saying, yeah, I live in Casino Road, I'm gonna try and get out of here as soon as possible. We wanna make this community a place people want to live and want to raise their families.
2: What do you, what do you think Casino Road will look like in, in five years?
3: So what I hope Road looks like in five years is, honestly, I hope a lot of us have gotten pretty close to working ourselves out of a job. I mean, if I could see someone from the community sitting where I'm sitting right now and doing this work, I'd be like, wow, we were very successful. Um, Right now you see, again, a lot of really good folks doing really good work in this community and there's really good services and resources. Um, But if we can really increase the sense of community ownership, of this, of this being like really a grassroots project that people that live here really take ownership of, for me that would be like the number one indicator of success. Um, you know, along the way, if we can see families that have more opportunities to to reach their aspirations and reach their dreams, again, another huge indicator of success.
2: How can people get involved?
3: Oh, there's lots of ways to get involved. Um so we have A lot of the programs here are always looking for volunteers, um, working in the classes, working in the ECAP program. Um, The initiative itself is made up of a bunch of small teams. So we have teams that are focused on early learning, teams that are focused on health and wellness, teams that are focused on equity, uh, teams focused on um, employment and economic assets. So if you are someone that has a passion about any of these topics and you want to get involved, um, we have lots of different places that you could you know, f- join a committee, join a team, and really get involved that way as well.
2: Is there a, a website?
3: Yes, we have a website, casino road Initiative.org. Probably not as updated as it needs to be, but it's getting there. Um, We recently actually um, joined with uh, another collaborative group that was working out here uh, that was funded by United Way. Um, So I don't know if anyone's familiar with the core collaboratives that United Way funded this year, but they funded um, five collaborative efforts across the county. And one of them was out here in Casino Road. And there was a while where the Casino Road Initiative and the Casino Road Collaborative, very confusing, two different groups. We're working separately from each other. And about uh, two months ago, we actually formed into one group, which is like doubling the scope of our work, which is really exciting. Um, So with that, we've had this newer emphasis on early learning with that move. Um, So there's lots of opportunities to get involved, especially for folks that have any passion or knowledge, expertise um, around early learning in the community.
2: Very cool. Uh, Is there anything else that you'd like to add that maybe I missed or... you want people to, to go out and, and get behind the cause.
3: Yeah, yeah. There's actually one component of our work that I think has been really interesting. So I mentioned that we're working on turning the space into a community center. Yes. Um, so in order to do that, though, we felt really uncomfortable with just sitting down with an architect and, like, designing it and then just choosing, like, what are the programs and services that will be there? Um, because this is a community center, so it doesn't make sense for, for three or four of us to be making those decisions. So we went through this really cool process. Um, It's like a community design process for the space. And we worked with a wonderful organization called the Pomegranate Center based out of Seattle. And what they really do is they work with communities um, to design and implement projects. So it could be building a park or a library. In this case, it was a community center. Um, So we had two different meetings, like large community meetings where over 150 people that live in the community were present. Um, and each and every person that attended those meetings um, was able to play a role in designing the physical uh, aspects of the space, but also uh, like prioritizing what are the services and resources they want available there. So um, both the designs that we have for the, the space, they're going to permitting pretty soon, um, and the funding we received for programs and services were all designed by the community, which we think is a pretty cool aspect of this work. Um, because having it be community-led and really heavy in community engagement is one of our core values. Um, so it was really important to us to kind of go about this in a different way.
2: That is awesome. That's, it, was it was really real, fun. It was a real collaborative effort.
3: Yeah, and that's what it's feeling like. I mean, we, you talked about success stories, right? And I'm just, like, thinking of another one that I want to share that's related to this. Um Again, we had these GED classes and we had a few women that graduated from these GED classes. Um, and they enrolled in school and they realized, wow, if I can do this, there's other people that can do this too. But so many of them have other barriers I didn't have or don't even know this, there are these opportunities. So it's um, five Latina women and they came together and they're actually in the process of forming their own nonprofit. And they all um, currently live or have lived in Casino Road. And they're working to um, fundraise to, to help other women in the community access higher education like they did. So helping pay for tuition and childcare, doing tutoring, doing that sort of thing. Um, so you, that's again, kind of one of those things that we see happening. That's not like this, you know, it's not a program that's happening, it's not a service or a resource. It's really seeing a community come together and care about each other and working together to improve lives of people that live here. So I think with that pomegranate center um, process we went through and then this this grassroots community group that's forming, you're really starting to see what I think is kind of the heart of this work and it's really just a community coming together.
2: It seems like there's a ton of good happening on Casino Road. Yes. Right now.
3: yeah, it's really exciting. There's lots of just energy and the relation there's so many relationships forming. I feel like people sometimes undervalue a little bit what it means to have relationships. Um, and all of a sudden, you just see what used to be, a few core people doing work, you see this kind of expanded web of people that are connected to each other, which really just um, drastically increases the impact we can have just by having those relationships. So that's been a really, really core element of what we've been working on.
2: Very cool. Well, thank you so much.
3: Thank you. I'm excited to share.
2: It is time for Everett Trivia. We are uh, knee-deep in Port of Everett Trivia questions, and it's been a slog for the past couple of weeks. Uh, fellas, are you ready for this one?
1: Yep, I'm Hit feeling me. good this week. I feel like this is the week that I finally get my Port of Everett Trivia uh, game on.
2: Alright. I you think you're going to get all three?
1: I don't know. Maybe I I do think that. Maybe I don't. I don't want to say. I I believe in you.
2: All right. Well, here's the first question. What set of brothers started building boats at the Port of Everett in 1948? The Wilson brothers, the Morris brothers, the Harper brothers, or the Farrell brothers? Which set of brothers... started building boats the, at the feral
1: port. brothers sounds like a book about a bunch of feral children like lord of the flies like will feral oh okay um, the
2: wilson's the Morrises, the harpers or the ferals
1: no idea no idea i'm, I'm saying guessing A.
2: tyler's right this is the morris brothers ooh lucky the morris brothers That's nice funny. i
1: feel like somewhere in my subliminal uh, mind i knew that
2: Alrighty, well, in nineteen sixty three, four thousand vehicles from this manufacturer was imported through the port of Everett. Who was the automobile maker? Was Volkswagen? It BMW, <laughs> Volkswagen, Toyota, or Honda? Ooh, I
1: don't know. Maybe it nineteen sixty
2: three. If you're an automotive person that may tip you off a three. bit. Nineteen sixty What are the options again? BMW Volkswagen Toyota or Honda
1: I am going to say Volkswagen. I'm I'm guessing Volkswagen as
0: well.
2: It is Volkswagen. Nice. There you go. I gave it away. You okay. gave it away. You you
0: planted the seed in my brain and I was like, well,
2: I don't know if Toyota and Honda were around in 63. I feel like that was later on, late 60s. Was like the first Civic? I'm not two. sure. Um, but
1: that would have been the time when the bug was really popular, right? Like yes, for yeah, for sure.
2: Uh, what was the name of the vessel, and vessel is capitalized, that washed ashore on Jetty Island in June of 1967? The vessel remains at the Port of Everett to this day. So if you walk around the port, hmm. uh, there was a vessel that washed ashore. Which? What is it? The Spirit of Seattle, the Voyager, the Equator, or the Steamer.
1: <laughs> I'm
0: pretty sure I know this
1: one. I'm going to say C, the Equator.
2: Yep, ditto. It is the equator. Yes. Well, Tyler,
0: three for
1: three, he a- baby. He aced, oh, he aced it. Three.
2: Congratulations. The I, steamer. <laughs> I knew steamer. you were <laughs> <laughs> I, got,
1: I got one. Steamer washed ashore. No, you got. Oh two. no, I got two. You got Volkswagen. There you go. um Well, congratulations. Out of three, I passed. Still. The spirit of Seattle would be a good name for a a ghost vessel. That's for sure.
0: Well, good work, Tyler. Thanks, Gare. You're a very stable genius. (laughs) Help support Live in Everett with a donation to our Patreon. Even a dollar a month helps us deliver stories, videos, and this podcast about the good things in Everett every single week. Want to know more? Head over to patreon.com slash live in Everett to donate today and help
2: support Live in Everett. Thanks for hanging out on the live and ever podcast. If you enjoy the podcast, please help others discover it as well by subscribing on Apple podcasts and leaving a review. If you'd like to drop us a line, you sure can just go to a uh, podcast, to Send us an email or leave us a voicemail at four, two, five, three, four, one, three, seven, three, one. And a uh, happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Thanks for joining us today. Special thanks to Oliver
0: Elf army for our theme music and to our producer, Henry J. And, uh, I want to wish everyone a happy Thanksgiving, too. Enjoy. Yeah. Good
1: things happen in Everett because of you. So thanks so much for listening and being a part of this wonderful city. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody.
0: This is why we're ever Till the Grave.